Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mod Chat. For those who do not know, this is a podcast I do here at least monthly in which we don't really break news in regards to the world of modding, game modding, video game console modding, all that fun stuff. It's not necessarily a news show, but maybe kind of a sort of news wrap up of things that I personally find interesting, want to look into, want to share with you all and display. A lot of times we kind of just cover things that are going on and new developments, but sometimes there is some show and tell as well too. And most of the time I try and appear on camera. Now this is available on YouTube in a video visual form. If you're wanting to physically check something out and see what is going on, I typically have the news articles and such on screen of course like i said we have show and tell that is available as well too but since this is a podcast it is available like a podcast would be simply look up Machat, all one word on your favorite podcasting app host provider or platform and it should hopefully be on there i know Machat is not available on all of them but it's available on most of them but once you do find it if you are able to you can then take it around and listen to it wherever the hell you want to like an actual podcast Either way, when it comes down to this here, however you're going to be consuming it, this is going to be the last episode for 2022. This is going to be the December episode, and there's just a few things I'm going to be covering here, but I figured, you know what, there's going to be some cool stuff we can check out, and let's have some fun with it. So I want to cover this real quick from a Wololo article that was posted about the latest Gold Hen beta for PlayStation 4, which is essentially the payload that will allow you to run custom firmware on your PlayStation 4. Uh, this is really the payload that most people who run jailbroken PS4s use just because Goldhead really just, it's one payload and it has the most features for a, I guess, custom firmware, so to speak, compared to something such as just like the basic Mira payload on there, which is still a custom firmware, but it might not allow as much on here. So Goldhead is pretty great for the most part. Now this is 2.2.5 beta 8, and this is cool because it ends up adding some overlays, mainly being a scan lines feature, which it might be a little difficult to see, but you can see it right here on Sonic Mania. It does state last month that there was a nice patch, which we had talked about here a little bit before, which allowed you to load game patches at runtime. Uh, but really, this has, of course, the newer, more revamped Gold Hen menu that we got a few versions ago. So if you haven't used Gold Hen in a while, you might not have seen this at this point. However, it does have the scan lines overlay, and I believe this was added in a previous one with the enable FPS counter overlay. The other cool thing is you also have the game debug settings menu, so we can definitely take a look at that as well too, because you know what? Let's go ahead and do some show and tell. So this is my own jailbroken PlayStation 4 that is running the current latest Gold Hen beta right now. I do have a few things added on here, so as you can see, I do have title IDs showing up for all of my games. Games, and you can really access this if you haven't done it before by going to settings and once gold hen is loaded you can come up here to the gold hen option and you can just go through these settings here i believe in debug yeah i didn't really change anything in here well i actually i did enable game debug settings so you will have to do that uh, the debug settings here i know a few versions ago it makes it set to off by default but i just have it set to a mini menu there uh, for your cheat settings here i end up changing this to the title ID but you can even change this to like title ID and app version change some other behavior so if we go back over here check this out we have all of this but I like just the title ID itself but it's all good we'll just have that there for a little bit 
Either way, we can come back over here. It would be the option for enable scan lines, and you can change the opacity level right here from one to five. So I'm actually going to do just a quick comparison real quick to show you all. And since this is more optimized for older games, although this does work on new games as well too, of course, I figured it'd be a good example to use this with Silent Hill. So let's go ahead and fire this up. As you can see from just the initial splash screen right here, it is all nice and clean looking, of course. The FPS counter is still going to be running on here, mind you. And uh, it definitely goes way the hell up there. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Triple digit FPS. That's nice. So as you can see, this is like a good example as well, too, where just even with the initial splash screens and everything here, it is looking nice and clean and all that good stuff. We do have the FMV, which is going to be real cool, but also, you know, nice and crunchy at the same time. And it does have some film grain already on it. Uh, that's just from the game itself. I can even see the artifacting just because the game is so old here, but it's all good. Or I guess that'd be more pixelating, uh, pixelation, not artifacting. Either way, that is the, you know, intro sequence right there. We do have the main menu here, for example. And let's go ahead close out of this and I do want to show you all just with some basic scan lines enabled. So I'm going to actually change the opacity here a bit. I'm going to change that to, you know, three. Why not? I had it at one before and let's go ahead and relaunch this. So it might be a little bit hard to see. You might have to bump this up to, you know, HD if you're not watching it there already. But the splash screen there, I was already able to see the difference with uh, the scan lines on that. And if we bring this up, you can see it's faint but they are there, and I like that. I don't like to be, them to be super intrusive. You can see a little bit here as well, too, which is like all white. It might be a little bit harder to see, but I am able to tell the difference on that. Then, of course, we have the intro sequence here, and I'm able to tell on the darker colors. So you can see the difference here just a bit, but again, if you might be watching at, you know, a low resolution or something, it might be difficult to see, especially because YouTube is going to compress this and all that fun stuff. I'm going to press start right here, and I can see it also in the menu. So it is minor, like at least just at this setting here, but it is there, and it's still really cool to see. Even if you end up firing up the game like this, you do see more of a difference once you actually get in-game. So here we go. The scan lines, especially with the dithering on something, you know, pretty harsh that relies on dithering like Silent Hill, this does make a nice difference on here. So if you're a scan lines fan, uh, this is actually a really cool implementation of it, and it's just right there in the payload itself. Super awesome to see. Again, I'm not a huge like I'm not a person who's huge into scan lines, but I will say there are some games that I do have to play with it on. It's kind of rare for me. It's just it comes into you know preferences. But for the PS1 right here, for example, I don't have this game installed, but Fear Effect with the FMV backgrounds that are always running on the game when you're playing it. It is so hard to play it when it's blown up on a big screen and it's just super clean looking. The scan lines make a huge difference on a game like that. Either way, we can go ahead and close out of this right here and there's a few other options that we can check out. Now, I did enable this as well too, but you should see a couple other options here. We of course have a regular delete option, but you also have a star delete option. And if we come over here, we have more options for deleting. We can delete the patch, the additional extra, well, the additional content, extra data, temp data, download data, delete users all save data, or all users all save data. So you can pick and choose what you want to delete there. 
You can also come back over and come to the save data management and you can modify all of this as well to just easily access it. So that's really awesome to see. Just two quick features that have been added in that I know it's been teased a little bit, but super awesome to see on here. Next up, we do have another article that I definitely like to spend some time with here over on the Wololo site. And this is a rumor of a possible $3 Switch mod chip that could be coming, and it looks like it is supposed to be compatible with Mariko units as well as OLED units. So Mariko and, you know, OLED would be the ALA model. So this would cover here, this would be the newer switches, like if you have a regular Switch, if you have one that comes in a more red box that has the better battery life, it would work for that. It would also work for the Switch Lite because that's also Mariko, and it would work for the OLED model, of course. It seems like if, at least with what we know so far, it doesn't look like this is confirmed to work with the original unpatched switches or even the original model patched switches. So this would be for the newer models here, of course. But just coming down here, also before we get into this, we can see a little bit of the photo right here. And looking at this, this is a switch and it does seem to have a RP, like a Raspberry Pi 2040-0 model attached to it. It's got several wires soldered in, as you can see. And I can't see much else around here. Actually, I do see there is uh, the CPU flex cable and everything right there. So that is all installed, and then it looks like there's at least one wire that is soldered to the endpoint here, which would be connected to the mod chip itself if you're using like an HW Fly or one of the SX chips. Either way, coming down to the article here, scene veteran Zeko Shao has shared rumors that a Raspberry RP 2040 based mod chip for Nintendo Switch is incoming, with the chip in question available for about $3 on most retailers like AliExpress, this could be a game changer, when Switch mod chips today cost as much as $150, installation not included. In theory, it is very possible at this point that some hacking teams have fully reverse engineered Team Executor's SX mod chip and its clones HW Fly. From there, porting the glitching code to a cheap SOC sounds reasonable. It would also not be surprising that one of the many hackers on the scene got tired of mod chip sellers banking on piracy and decides to shortcut the whole process. Furthermore, Zeko Xiao is not the only one who has mentioned this chip. Switch modding expert Aesthetics has also weighed in, saying he's known about it but doesn't have details. Zeko Xiao has gone on to state the chip will be compatible with OLED, ALA, and Switch V2, Mariko, but not with unpatched V1, Arista. No word on Switch Lite compatibility, so excuse me there, I guess there's no word on that. I was saying Switch Lite just because, I mean, Mariko, it would still be there, so it's going to be the same, I guess, model, so to speak. In other words, the rumor feels legit to some extent. Folks over at GBA Temp have been discussing the rumor where it initially started based on a Craigslist post attempting to sell the mod under the name PicoFly in reference to HW Fly. And here we've got the original post stating, we got some more detail, but they state from Matthew 77, Pico Fly, a probably fake HW Fly mod chip or not. And it's got some photos right here. It looks like from left to right, we do have a photo of the mod chip itself, or I guess this would be the Raspberry Pi, so this is the RP2040-0. Here, it looks like it is soldered into a switch, so we have a few wires tacked in right there. But also, we have this little tiny bit of flex cable. Like, typically, this flex is supposed to be installed to several small points 
on the CPU itself. And then they kind of break away, so to speak. And this physically connects to a chip that you would have on the Switch. However, it looks like this is kind of going the older method that we originally saw for a bit, like when the OLED started getting modded, where you could use some of these, uh, like these flex cables here, but you would have to solder in wires like directly to the breakaway points right here, so to speak. Uh, definitely not easy from what I see. <laughs> now that's even backed up further by aesthetics saying here, people don't get too hyped by the RP2040. I don't know the details of how to use it, how it works, etc. But if it does replace the HW Fly for the OLED, I am sure it needs other components like the CPU ribbon cable. So that's what I was talking about. And the DAT0 adapter. And of course, these same solder points, which are incredibly small <laughs> either way i do think it would be really cool seeing a solution like this if this was at all possible here i'm i'm seeing some credibility to just i guess the little teases and such we've seen and this is even right here this screenshot this is from a video where in short it just has it's a few seconds long but it just has this all wired up it kind of shows it from this angle they turn on the switch and then it ends up booting into uh hikate so that's how that works there but either way it would be cool to see something like this just because well mod chips are really expensive for the switch from what i've seen i've kind of followed the scene a little bit there uh, i know the sx line is really no longer available so we really just have like the hw fly chips but they're expensive the quality control is really not great on them i think it's better than when they first came onto the market but it's really not all that great right now but the other thing is that it would be cool to have just like an off-the-shelf device like this that you can use i know for the original unpatched switches like the version zero unpatched models you can get a not a teensy but it was i was thinking of playstation 3 it was a trinket m0 i think it was from adafruit and you can get one of those chips you can flash it with a firmware and then you can just do a slight modification really just to remove the usb port like we even see right here and you can install it in the original unpatched switches and you can use it as just a internal firmware injector essentially so it'd be really cool to do an off the shelf component just like this i am taking another look at this here and i'm if this is true i really am thinking that this would work for the light as well too for a couple different reasons one like i've said it's still mariko two it is stating in this original post here that this is based off of the mod chip for the you know switch light and oled only but three we also see right here in this teaser photo uh that's a light that that is a light that it's showing it on so interesting to see here nonetheless and i would like to see some uh more development on this but i guess we'll just have to wait i wanted to cover some more cool stuff here using off-the-shelf parts but right here this is from paulo 7x8 and this is an announcement for something called pico station a playstation ode using a raspberry pi pico bonus it will be open source so let's take a look at this here let's look at the photo first right off the bat it looks like there is a custom printed circuit board that needs to be done so this entire blackboard right here it looks like there's also this ribbon connector right here which would typically go to the drive itself well not the drive the laser assembly but as opposed to connect to the laser assembly you connect over to the pico station itself you then also have right around this area just a little micro sd card slot 
And of course you can put your micro SD card there and then you can put all your games, homebrew and all that fun stuff on it. And finally, of course, on top here, it looks like the brains of the operation. This would require you to take a Raspberry Pi Pico that we've been familiar with, with such awesome stuff such as Pico Flasher as well as uh, Pico Boot for the GameCube. Pico Flasher being for the Xbox 360. However, right here, I would assume that you'd have to download the firmware, flash it over to a Pi Pico, and then you'd have to physically solder it into the printed circuit board itself. We also do have some chatter here, so even Bob from Retro RGB is saying, this looks amazing. Would you consider a version that lets you keep the original drive? Could potentially integrate a PSU and mount in there. And Paulo ends up responding saying, hi, it uses an X-Station QSB, so quick solder board. So keeping the original drive and a switchboard will not be trivial. But a PSU ODE, that's a fresh idea. Let's also go back, and I'd like to look at the video itself here as well, too. I actually haven't watched it until now, so... Let's go ahead and give this a shot. I do have to say it is rough dealing with the Twitter quality of videos here. And also we do have like some pixelation from the author here just blocking out some stuff. That's his own choice. But it looks like right here we do have a original PlayStation up and running. Uh, a couple memory cards attached to it. And this is playing, uh, this, is the, this is the introduction of Crash 3 that it's running on in the background. And it's all just, it looks like as opposed to spinning off of a disc that is connected to a laser assembly, it is connected to this new Pico Station modification. So super cool to see. I'll even go a little bit further right here, but yeah, he's hitting the bonus. All right, he comes back over. I wasn't sure if there was any movement on here. And then he ends up finishing up the level. So, well, okay, it doesn't show it, but yeah, I, I'm going to assume he finished the level. Either way, this was super awesome to see, and I just, I love projects like this. So I am looking forward to seeing this come to fruition. Speaking of things coming to fruition, you all know I do love the original Xbox. I've done a video about, you know, the legacy of the Executor 3 mod chip and the lineup of things. So I just have the Executor 3 chip with the switchboard on there but friend of the show the mod shop or element has stated here executor x3 control panel boards cloned all complete aside from the xlcd board these should go pretty nicely with the faceplate stl that was released a little while back and he's got a link to his github right here for all the gerbers and this is it right here like apparently apparently this is a clone seriously I'm actually pretty dumbfounded. <laughs> and for anybody who might be wondering, uh, the control panel itself, it's it's going to be this whole thing right here. So really just this bottom half of the faceplate that you can see, like it will have uh, really just this cutout right here for the XLCD. Uh, it's got, you know, the controller ports right here, like not the actual ports, but the holes for them. And then it's got the USB ports and it's got all the buttons right here and LEDs for, you know, the newer, well, to replace the switchboard itself. Even right here on his GitHub page for the Executor X3 control panel boards, it states here in this repo, you'll find all the various boards I've cloned for the X3 control panel. All are complete and tested aside from the XLCD board. Uh, I'm even kind of interested if we just come over here. Oh, this is really nicely organized as well, too. Wow. Okay. This is cool. So... Oh my goodness, this is cool. I didn't know each one was going to be separated like this, but the uh, controller to USB board. So it's just a whole bunch of uh, 
printed circuit boards that you have to do. Uh, looks like the LED board right here. What else do we have? The reset, reset eject adapter board. Okay, this would go internal on the system itself. All right. Uh, and then the USB board right here. There we go. That's looking cool. I don't have one of these, like the whole big, like everything else, like the X3 related setup. I don't have one of these. So this is really cool to see. And yet another one right here. I guess I was actually using the uh, the word or the term for this incorrectly, but he was saying here, and one last drop. This is a clone of the Executor X3 switch panel. It uses three stacked PCBs with the top layer being a PCB instead of the original graphic overlay. I think it turned out pretty damn good. So right here, we got a few images. Let's take a look at these. So this is, again, th th this is a clone. Like this piece I do own. Like I have this here, but I am just, dude, like good job, man. Damn, this looks amazing. I do, of course, want to look at the GitHub page for the Executor X3 switch panel, of course. So right here, we've got the same image that was posted on Twitter. And we also have the video right here just showing this. And yeah, this is just the boot up on it. So it looks like he held down the power button just to boot from the uh, onboard TSOP. Uh, the LAN is running and then the hard drive is going as well. And then you have all the bank select control on there, too. So this is this is cool to see. This is cool to see. I love seeing this. I am curious about the boards on here. So the mask printed circuit board, you know, this makes, okay. It's one of those things I never thought about, but this is a circuit board. Like this is a printed circuit board. I I never thought of this for some reason. Like I, it's just one of those things I didn't think of. Okay. We got the mask. We got the spacer right here. And lastly, we have the switch. Fantastic, man. Like, seriously, Element, fantastic job right here. This is awesome to see. Very cool. Just a really awesome final topic to end on. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mod Chat here. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all got to learn something, got to experience some new things, and got to be entertained all at once with the world of modding and modding news that we cover just in terms of all the topics. Now, typically for anybody who's made it to the end here, I like to pick a keyword or a key phrase and then use that. So really turn it over to you all and if you use it in a comment on the YouTube upload, I'll know that you've made it to the end of this episode. If you're only listening to this, don't worry. You can come over to the YouTube upload of this and simply use the same keyword or key phrase and I'll know that you've made it to the end. Now, typically, I kind of just limit it to something that I'm either thinking of that's off the top of my head or uh, I guess it could be, usually it comes to just be something that's on my desk here. So how about, uh, you know, we're going to do something behind. How about dog? Y'all see the dog back there? Lily's just been sleeping this whole time. It's put her to sleep. It's put her, actually, no, it hasn't put her to sleep. She was already asleep. But either way, how about dog? Do you have a dog? Do you love dogs? Do you I was going to ask if you hate dogs, but like, maybe don't share that information, all right? We don't need dog haters in the world, so let, let's not do that. But if you have a dog, if you enjoy dogs, if you have a funny story about a dog, if you want to share, you know, something that was going on with your dog, with your homies, all that, let me know. Let me know in the comment section if you use the word dog, and I'll know that you've made it to the end of this episode. Anyways, that is, again, about it for this episode of Mod Chat. 
And that's it for this year of Mod Chat. Don't worry, it is going to be coming back next year, of course, but uh, no more episodes for this year. No more for 2022. We're going to save the rest for 2023. Anyways, that is about it for this episode, for real. If you enjoyed it, a like would absolutely be appreciated. If you didn't like it, a dislike is fine as well, too. But as I always say, this is Mr. Mario setting off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. And until next time, and in this case, until next year.